Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Talk Time with Tom and Tina. Hey everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, would you believe it's episode number eight, which means we've been doing this for two months now. Good. Time has flown and we're having a great time. But mm. um, thanks for, for tuning in and listening to our updates. We're getting some good feedback on it, so muchly appreciated. Um, the main thing on everybody's lips this week is funding across, um, across the banks increasing outside of cycle as well as some changes in the Reserve Bank and how monetary policy decisions are going to be made. Yeah, the RBA uh, change was announced. Basically, the moment, what it's looking like it's going to be, it's a review that the governments that are going to implement it. It's going to be two boards now. Um, and that was designed to take more power away from the governor and give more power back to a, a specific set of individuals instead of it being towards one person. And there's going to be one board that's going to set the rate, and there's going to be one board that's going to focus on every other piece of monetary policy for the, the country. Mm, there's been some criticisms that the frequency of the rate increases has been too fast. So the suggestion is eight meetings a year instead of the 12, um, as well as sort of aligning the way that we do interest rates similar to how it's done across the world. So um, watch this space. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. Yeah, and there's obviously then the outer cycle um, rate rises as well. Yeah. So one of the things that's been a constant theme this week on the back of probably the media last week saying about the reaching the bottom of the, um, the property market and also the top of the interest rate cycle is that we're seeing a lot of investors jumping back in. Um, stock's still a bit of an issue, but hopefully that will change. But we thought we'd give you a little bit of content, perhaps, around um, how to use the equity in your home to buy an investment property. So chances are, if you do have an investment property and you've held it for, say, the last three to five years, that you've got some equity in your property. And what that means is, if your loan is under 80%, then generally you can access that money up to that 80% point. Um, without paying any mortgage insurance and then be able to use that money to put towards buying an investment property. Now, obviously, the usual criteria, obviously, of serviceability, having the income um, there available to make those loan repayments. But that's the first sort of point is if you have the equity, then we strongly suggest talking to your mortgage broker to see whether you're in a position to actually unleash that equity and buy an investment property. Same goes for owner-occupied properties too, not just investment properties. You can release the equity from owner-occupied or investment properties as well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and um, in terms of generally how we structure that, um, from what we see across the board is if you have a, an investment property or an investment loan split against your owner-occupied property, then you might be inclined to have an interest-only loan on that. Uh, versus, say, principal and interest loan on your owner-occupied property? Yeah, it depends what the accountant advises or the financial planner advises. We commonly see accountants and financial planners advising that structure um, on the basis that you're accelerating your repayments on non-deductible debt um, while keeping your interest costs higher on your deductible debt. Um, so therefore, it's a better mix of, of, of interest charges when the tax return is filed at the end of the year. Hmm. But interest-only loans mean that your overall mortgage repayments will be lower, particularly for the investment, um, as well as allowing you to steer cash towards your owner-occupied property. Um, something else that's coming up more and more now that there's obviously higher interest rates and people are, are trying to get every cent that they can back in their pocket is looking at, do I really need an offset account slash package loan at a higher interest rate with annual fees versus a basic product? And I would say in the past, nine times out of 10, clients would always want that package product 
but now traditional clients that you know in the past wanted that are now even looking and saying, well, I can save myself seven points here, ten points here, plus not have to pay a three hundred ninety-five dollar annual fee. So we're just having those rigorous conversations and really assessing whether an offset account is really necessary for you. Yeah, and it still sometimes is going to be applicable for, for most clients. It just depends on what your particular circumstances are. Um, obviously, when you don't have an offset account, you always have to keep some cash outside of the redraw, which is how you'd otherwise save interest on the home loan. And the cash you keep outside the redraw can can obviously, because it's not offsetting the, the interest charges on the loan, can cost you as well. So it's about going through that exercise and understanding the difference between the two. Yeah. So thanks, guys. That's our wrap-up for today, and uh, we will see you next week. Cool. Thanks, guys.